What's up, everybody? Welcome to Bernard Power. This is Gabby. Thank you for joining me for another episode. We're going to continue the reading Community Control of the Poor by Lorenzo Camboa Irving. We are now on this section called Crimes Against the People. You want to hit us up? You can hit us up on all social media channels at Building RPWR. Thank you, everybody, for your donations. Um, the cash apps, the Patreon donations, they go to great causes, like filling up the community fridge in Binghampton. You can see we just posted a video of that. Um, you can check that out. Okay, to the reading. Crimes against the people. It is the rich who decide what is or what is not a crime. It is not a neutral designation. The laws are written to protect the rich and those who act as agents of the state. But most personal crimes are not committed against the rich. They are usually inaccessible. It is the poor and working people who are the major victims of violent crime. The poor female is the primary victim of rape and abuse by the poor male in today's society. Sadly, our children are among the leading victims of child abuse, many times by her or his own parents. We do not like to think of these things happening in our community, but we are battering and killing ourselves at an alarming rate. This is not to deny that the capitalist social system has created frustrating, degrading conditions of life, which contribute contribute to this brutality and fratricide. Even so, we would be lax in our humane and revolutionary duty if we did not try to correct this problem and also make people assume responsibility for their actions. I'm not talking some conservative or law and order garbage here, but rather a recognition of the fact that we have a problem. We have an external and internal crisis situation facing us in our community. The external crisis is racism and colonialism, which works to systematically oppress us and is responsible for whatever internal crisis there is. The internal crisis is the result of an environment where drugs and violence, both social and physical, are rampant. And life is sometimes considered cheap. Poor-on-poor poor crimes and internal violence are destroying our community. It is undoubtedly self-hatred and the desperate economic and social conditions we live under which make us prey on each other. Drugs, frustrated rage, prostitution, and other vices are symptoms of oppression. We kill, beat, rape, and brutalize each other because we are in pain ourselves. Thus, we are acting out antisocial roles defined for us by somebody else, not ourselves. In our pain and confusion, we strike out at convenient and familiar victims, those like ourselves. There are ordinary poor people who steal and rob just to survive under this system because of the unequal distribution of wealth. Further, for some of us, in our desire to make it in capitalist society, we will stop at nothing, including murder. And finally, there are those who do whatever they do because of drug addiction or mental illness. Whatever the reason, we have serious problem that we must remedy because it's tearing away at the moral and social fabric of our community. It will be impossible to unite the poor if we fear and hate one another. It is also obvious that the police and government cannot rectify this problem and that only the poor community can do so. The courts and prisons cannot prevent the situation from, re- from reoccurring. Therefore, what can we do? It is the community through its own organizations of concern, which will have to deal with this problem. Community self-managed programs are needed to work with poor youth gang members who are a source of much violence in the community. Rather than the military approach of calling in the cops, we can empower the community rather than racist prison bureaucracy and the cops. Also, the community-run drug rehabilitation groups, therapy and counseling groups, and other neighborhood organizing efforts 
Help us to effectively deal with the problem of internal violence and hopefully diffuse it. Most importantly, it involves the community in the effort. Yes, definitely 100% to all of this. I definitely agree. Um, And uh, I like that he highlighted the fact of uh, the abuse that our children face, specifically poor children, poor black children, um, because... I feel like, and I've talked about this on Twitter, like, children are one of the most, are the most oppressed people on earth because they are invisible. You know what I'm saying? Um, they are, it's socially acceptable to not see them as equal. Um, and if I was even to bring up this issue for a lot of people, it wouldn't be seen as an issue. We could say, you know, women are getting raped at these, um, getting raped um, at high rates, and that's wrong. Domestic violence is wrong. Uh, you know, murder is wrong, and all this other stuff. But then if we say something about stop spanking your kids, all of a sudden this when stuff gets polarized, and all of a sudden this when folks start shifting, that's when folks start looking uneasy that's when folks start chuckling and and writing you off but we're talking about issues in our community we're talking about pain and violence that's going on why is that a form of violence that is acceptable a form of violence to the most oppressed least powerless people in the entire community that is acceptable i think that's one of the last little avenues that will have to be jumped over because even for the most progressive you know a lot of people still think it's okay to even if it's not beating your kids even if they've progressed towards that belittling your children you know using them manipulating them uh emotionally abusing them spiritually, all that other stuff, like, that stuff is is not even a factor. Like, that shouldn't even be in conversation. We got more important things to do. But, I'm going on tirade. But, it's true. And that all goes with being in a hierarchical society. Like you said, we're all products of our environment. And a child that grew up in that environment and wasn't told that they had rights and wasn't told that they should have a voice and wasn't told that they don't deserve to be treated that way will grow up and do the same thing because that's all they know. But, like with everything else in this, we've all been conditioned in this capitalist society. And sometimes stuff don't even make sense, but it's just the way things are. And so, it is up to everybody who knows better to educate those who don't. Because these aren't things that are innate to genetics. These aren't things that's innate to certain people. These are these are things that are in our environment that we have nobody to disrupt us and say stop this does not have to go this way and help us not repeat things you know what i'm saying that's the difference between the conservatives and all that other law and order stuff they make it seem like it's something innate inside you know the sin that initial sin is in our dark hearts you know well the evilness we're all evil and uh it has to be weeded out you know what i'm saying Instead of it just being stop, what can we do to stop the cycle? This does not have to go this way. This does not have to stay this way. It's not about finding solutions. It's about just punishing. 
and uh, that isn't very um, convenient, that isn't very resourceful, isn't very smart when you're trying to come up with something new, come up with a, a, a more egalitarian society. Um, but we cannot totally depend upon counseling or rehabilitation techniques because there is an immediate threat of violence or where violence has occurred. So to ensure peace and public security, a poor community guard service would be organized for this purpose, as well as to protect against the richest power structure. This security force would be elected by local residents and would work with the help of people in neighborhoods. This is the only way it would work. It would not be an auxiliary, auxiliary of the current occupation army in our communities and would not threaten or intimidate the community with violence against our youth. Nor would such a community guard protect violence and organized crime. This community guard would only represent the community that elected it instead of City Hall. Similar such units would be organized all over the city on a block-by-block -block basis. Yes. And we've talked about this before. I love that idea. Yet as anarchists go further and say, yet we anarchists go further and say that after a municipal commune is set up, the existing courts must be replaced by voluntary community tri tribunals of arbitration. And in cases of grave crimes connected with murder or offenses against liberty and equality, a special communal court of a non-permanent nature would be set up. Anarchists believe that antisocial crime, meaning anything that oppresses, robs, or does violence to the working class, must be vigorously opposed. We cannot wait until after the revolution to oppose such dangerous enemies of the people. But since such antisocial crimes are a direct expression of capitalism, there will be a real attempt to re-socialize, politically educate, and rehabilitate offenders. Not by throwing them into capitalist prisons to suffer like animals, and where, because of their, tor their torture and humiliation, they will declare war on all society, but by involving them in the life of the community and giving them social and vocational training. Since all the criminology experts agree that crime is a social problem, and since we know that 88% of all crimes are against property and are committed in order to survive in an economically unjust society, we must recognize that only full employment, equal economic opportunity, decent housing, and other aspects of social justice will ensure an end to crime. In short, we must have radical social change to eradicate the social conditions that cause crime. An unequal, unfair society like capitalism creates its own criminal class. The real thieves and murderers, businessmen, and politicians are protected under today's legal system, while we poor are punished. That is class justice, and that is what a social revolution would abolish. But understandably, many people want to end the rape, murder, and violence in our communities today, and wind up strengthening the hands of the state and its police, police agents. They will not get rid of the crime, but the cops will militarily patrol our communities and further turn us against one another. We must stay away from that trap. Frustrated and confused, poor people may attack one another, but instead of condemning them to a slow death in prison or shooting them down in the streets for revenge, we must deal with the underlying social causes behind the acts. Anarchists should begin to have community forums on the cause and manifestations of crime in the poor community. We have to seriously examine the social institutions, families, school, prisons, jobs. They cause us to fuss, fight, rob, and kill each other, rather than the enemy who is causing all our misery. While we should mobilize to restrain offenders, we must begin to realize that only the community will affect that only the community will effectively deal with the matter, not the racist capitalist system, which is
repressive police, courts, and prisons. Only we have the psychology background and understanding to deal with it. Now we must develop the will. No one else cares. Instead of an eye-for-eye punishment, there should be damages paid to the victim, their families, or to society. No revenge, such as the death penalty, will bring a murder victim back. Nor will long-term imprisonment serve justice or protect society. After all, prisons are only human trash cans for people society has discarded as worthless. No sane and just society would adopt such a course. Society makes criminals and must be responsible for their treatment. Capitalist society is itself a crime and the greatest teacher of corruption and violence. In our anarchist society, prisons will be done away with, along with the courts and police, and be replaced with community-run programs and centers interested solely with the human regeneration and social training. Rather than custodial supervision in an inhumane lockup, the fact is, if a person is so violent or dangerous, she, he is probably mentally warped or has some physical defect anyway, which causes them commit to commit violent acts after social justice has been won. If she, he is mentally defective, then she, he should be placed in a mental health facility rather than a prison. Their rights should never be stripped and they should not be punished. Schools, hospitals, doctors, and above all, social equality, public welfare, and liberty will prove the safest means of getting rid of crimes and criminals together. If a special category such as criminal or enemy is created, then these persons must forever feel outcast and never change. Even if he or she is a class enemy, they should retain all civil in society, even though they, of course, would be restrained if they led a counter-revolution. The difference is we want to defeat them ideologically, not militarily, or by co-signing them to so-called re-education camp, or to be shot like the Bolsheviks did when assuming power in 1917. Um, I may be on the more radical side um, when it comes to things like this. Because at this point, I'm just kind of fed up, you know. For certain things, there's definitely ways to, you know, re-educate, to figure out ways to change behavior, to figure out ways to, you know, help, quote-unquote, socialize the offender into, you know, Becoming a better person, not making that same wrong decision again. But I don't know. You know, something that we talked about, what we have talked about in the past is whenever we're thinking of a new society, whenever we're thinking of a new liberated way of life, We have to look at things and ask, are we repeating the same structures in this new way? Just with a a remix, you know what I'm saying? The issues of today, the issue that we face is not even with a majority of the rapists getting locked up because they don't. Because a lot of people do not report crimes because of shame because of intimidation, because of confusion, all types of stuff. A lot of these folks ain't even getting locked up. So if we know this to be a fact, and we know that victims 
are around here all the time, living in the world amongst the abusers, you know, having to censor themselves, having to relocate if need be, just to survive, being triggered all the time because of the fear that you might see the person, that they may do something else to you, you know. So in things like this, like everything, I like to center the people who have the least amount of power and the people who are being oppressed the most. In these situations, I don't think it's right for us as a community to tell the victim or to dictate how things go with that the victim and the person that committed a crime like rape or a vi- uh, the victim's family and somebody who committed a crime like murder. Like, I feel like those are personal issues as an anarchist. You know what I'm saying? Um, obviously, there's levels to things. You know, obviously, we got to make sure that, you know, there's nothing shady going on. You know, we know for a fact this person did it, things like that. But communally, I don't know if I should have the right to decide how somebody deals with somebody who's done them wrong. That's just me. And it may lead down a slippery slope of chaos. But I just I just wouldn't feel right. I wouldn't feel right. And, you know... Not saying that there can't be some type of guidelines. Not saying there can't be some type of a structure or some code of ethics that we all live by. But if a victim doesn't want that person, the offender, to be in community with them and want them ostracized and out of the community, who am I to say, no, they need to stay? I'm not the victim. So, I don't know. Stuff like this is always kind of tricky with me and iffy with me I know that if I was a victim of something like this I wouldn't want somebody telling me what I can and cannot do like even if you go to the uh the state and you know if we have people that have been gunned down by police officers or just white people in general or just vigilantes George Zimmerman and There's always a rush to tell the families, to tell everybody, to be peaceful, to not be too angry, to not do this. We, I don't think we have that right. Um, And that's just where I'm going to leave it at that um, for the sake of the Internet. But, you know, we're all different. We all think differently. And some people, they're just good-hearted people, and they, you know, they see the world and, you know, they believe that people can be rehabilitated in the course of of years. And, you know, that may be true. I'm not the one. I don't know all the signs and everything like that. And so if that's what, what's going to happen, more power to everybody. That's what everybody decides. If a victim decides that's how they want things to go, they want rehabilitation for the, uh, the uh, um, person who did the crime, then awesome. But, you know, that's just where I stand. Um, as we move to change society, its values and conditions, there are two major reasons why activists in the poor community must immediately take a serious look and act to change the political debate around crime, prisons, and this so-called criminal justice system. Those two reasons hit right home. 
One is because during any given year, thousands of people are in prison, in jail, on parole, or probation. It may be your brother, sister, husband, wife, daughter, or son in prison. But I guarantee you, we all know someone in prison right at this very minute. The other primary reason we poors have a vested interest in crime and penal institutions is by far most poors are in prison for committing offenses against their own community. Prisons are compact duplicates of poor communities in that many of the same negative and destructive elements that are allowed to exist in our community and cause crime, especially drugs, are in prison in a more blatant and concentrated form. To call such places correctional and rehabilitative institutions is a gross mistake. Death camps are more like it. The prisoners do not exist to punish everyone equally, but to protect the existing capitalist system from you and me, the poorest, and the workers. That's something too interesting. He's right. The, the prisons are pretty much a replicated on steroids version of the life of many working class people. It's literally taking people from the ruler to the tutor. Like you literally, for a lot of people, you living in high stress, doggy dog situation. You didn't really feel supported. Didn't feel like you had many other options. And just totally... Just all all the time told that you ain't this, you ain't this, you ain't that. And then it's like, oh, committed a crime. Now we're going to put you into this place. It's the same thing, but it's worse. Because you think they didn't care outside. They really don't care over here. It's a wrap. You're lower than a poor person. You are a slave again. So, of course... That that thing, it was never to rehabilitate. And it was never even to keep people safe. Because, to be honest, if that was the case, then you would be doing things like Lorenzo was talking about here. Like, okay, when we put you back up in here, when we put you back into, quote-unquote, society, we need to make sure you know how to act. We need to make sure that you have something planned so that when you go out, you're not dealing with the same situations that brought you here. Um, but yeah, it's, it's the, we, we all know the prison industrial complex is just a big money-making scheme. Um, it funds many a community, many a, a small town. It's a source of jobs. It's a source of free labor. It's a source of political clout, political power. You know, it serves a purpose and, and keeping us safe was never one of them. The high rate of going back to crimes proves, and the so-called authorities all agree, that the prison system is a total failure. A large percentage of those entering prisons are repeat offenders who commit increasingly serious crimes. The brutality of prison experience and the ex-con stigma when they are finally released makes them worse. Basic to solving these crucial problems is organization. The poor community and the working class liberation movement must support the prisoners in their fight for prisoners' rights. They should fight for the release of political prisoners and victims of injustice, which is just another form of genocide against the poor. And finally, and maybe most importantly, local community groups must begin programs of re-education with brothers and sisters in prison because only through planned, regular, consistent contact 
Can we begin to resolve this problem that so directly touches our lives? Abolish prisons. Definitely, there was there was nothing really that I disagree with this. This is all on point. This was all pretty much standard anarchist um, beliefs. Um, and I do feel like, you know, a lot of these things, these issues that we face are tied to just being in a living in a capitalist society that doesn't value people who don't uh have certain skin tones or certain genders and have a certain amount of money um but yes i do think that with a lot of support and education things can change and we can prevent stuff from happening and i think this prevention can start in the baby level because as we know the prison school to prison pipeline you know it isn't all just necessarily some guy in the in in the back in the shadows twiddling his fingers together. It has to do with the way that children are treated in institutions like schools that set up how they will view themselves, their self worth, their potential in the future. If you already out the jump belittling the child, tell them they don't know nothing, tell them to shut up, sit down. Not doing anything interesting, not teaching them anything relevant. What makes you think that this person is going to all of a sudden go into society and be like, whoa, the sky is the limit? Like, it's a no. So it's definitely, it's not just even on an individual level. Structurally, everybody plays a part. Everybody has a hand in the way that everybody turns out. We're all connected in that way. And that's just, whether you like it or not, it just is how it is. And it starts there. But yeah, everybody, let me know what your thoughts about uh, this section, about the prisons. Uh, definitely, definitely liked it. Definitely a change of pace, you know. Uh, wasn't anything really to interject on. It pretty much was straightforward. But definitely enjoying uh, this writing by Lorenzo Cumball Irving. Uh, let us know what you think. Hit us up at Building Our PWR for any questions, comments, concerns. This has been Gabby, and this has been Building Our Power.